Welcome Living by Faith podcast listeners. For the month of January, we will be honoring the late Pastor Kelly Guilford for her 30 years of dedication to Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church, her boldness in the faith, and her groundbreaking sermons. She will be missed dearly by all. Enjoy. You know, turn your attention toward Jesus. He's the one. Yes, you can learn from other men, but you learn the most from Jesus. And you learn the best. Because remember, when it comes through a man or a woman, it's coming through their personality and their likes and dislikes. It's coming through them, which is a vessel that is not pure, not completely holy. I mean, we're as holy as we can get in the flesh, but we're not so we're not holier than Jesus. But we have his holiness. But we do make mistakes. Amen. You know that we as humans make mistakes. Can I get a witness? When was the last time you made a mistake? Somebody might say this morning. Hello, somebody. This morning, an hour ago, I came to church and they put got into my parking spot right when I was getting ready to back up. And they pull right in. And you call them everything but a child of God. Romans chapter 13, let's proceed. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Oh, we don't want to hear that. Oh, every soul. That means if you got a soul, you need to be subject to a higher power. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Some people forget that. God has put different people in authority in the church. And in the body of Christ, whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Pay attention. Sometimes we don't know what we're doing when we're rebelling against authority. When you rebel against authority, you're not rebelling against the person, you're rebelling against God. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to box with God because he's going to win every time. He's got too many things I want in order for me to get in the outs with him. Amen. Aren't you believing God for stuff? Don't you want what he's got? So if you want what he's got, it would behoove you to stay on his good side. Amen. Just like when you were a child coming up in the world. And your parents promised you a bicycle or some super toy for Christmas. You tried to stay on their good side so you could get what you wanted. Well, it's not that much different in spiritual things. If you want God's best, you need to stay on his good side. You need to be walking in holiness and love. How else can you find peace? It's a really a very elemental thing. For, verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Would thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, 
a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Be careful what you do. Be careful what you say. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause, I'm going to read that part, verse 6, out of the, out of the Amplified. For this same reason, you pay taxes for the civil authorities, are official servants under God, devoting themselves to attending to this very service. Verse 7, render to all men their dues, pay taxes to whom taxes are due, revenue to whom revenue is due, respect to whom respect is due, and honor to whom honor is due. You don't respect the ministers of God. You're disrespecting God. You're not disrespecting the minister. Oh, yes, in, in the natural you are, but in the spiritual, you are disrespecting God. And vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. He's going to pay you back for your disobedience. Because you have to remember, disobedience and rebellion are as witchcraft to God. I know this is deep, but you get over it. First Samuel. First Samuel chapter eight. First Samuel chapter eight, verse six. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should reign over them. Mm -hmm. This is what God says. When you reject the one that God is sending to tell you something, you're rejecting him. Remember that. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. And I know you're saying, <clears throat> oh, well, so-and-so should have been here today to hear that. They need that. No, you need that. That's why you're here. Stop putting it off on somebody else. Say, oh, they need that and they're not here. Don't worry about them. They get there. But you, it's your turn. God got you here so you can hear it. And you can pass it along. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Oh, this is a doozy. Obey your spiritual leaders, uh-oh, and submit to them continually, recognizing their authority over you. For they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare, as men who will have to render an account of their trust. Do your part to let them do this with gladness and not with sighing and groaning, for that would not be profitable for you either. Ooh, my, my, my. Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, continually recognizing their authority over you, because we have a watch over your soul. 
See, when you're when you're disobedient to the powers that be, we can't give a good report to God about you. We're watching you grow, and you're saying, I don't want to grow, I want to stay down. See, and then, then you come to church on Sunday and you want all the things that, say, Bishop is preaching about prosperity. Yeah, I want that, I want that, I want that. But then you're rebellious the rest of the week. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get the house and the car and all of that stuff because you spend more time being rebellious than you spend doing the will of God. See, the will of God is something you have to do all the time, not just on Sunday and not just when you agree with it. Being submissive means that you submit when you don't want to do it. Otherwise, why is it called submitting? Most of us only want to submit when it feels good. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Bishop, I, I want to go on the cruise. We want to submit then. But what about when it's not a cruise involved, when it's about just coming to church, when it's about coming to prayer, when it's about doing something for the kingdom, giving your real tithes and offering and not just 20% of what your tithe should be. See, a lot of people do that. They say, well, I give 10%. I give 10% of what my tithe should be. They're cheating God. They ain't cheating us. We don't care. Listen, God got a special place for people that do stuff like that. It's called hell. See, there's two, a lot of people don't want to preach about hell. Don't want to tell you about condemnation because you don't feel good about that. I got news for you. This Bible is as full of the bad stuff as it is full of the good stuff. And you're not going to get the good stuff unless you pay attention to the consequences of your bad behavior. Now, that's a true story. God is not pleased with disobedience. Oh, I got you going now. Let's go to Ezekiel. Let's get out of here. Let's, let's go someplace else. Maybe Ezekiel got some good news. <laughs> Actually, he does. He really does. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 17. Now, I direct this to the ministers that and, and people of authority that are in here. Verse 17 says, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel, or unto the body of Christ. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. God didn't change his mind. He's still saying, warn them for me. Because we sometimes, we see people doing wrong, but in order to not offend them, we let it go. And you ought not do that. If you see somebody doing wrong, you point it out because you're helping the person go to hell. If God has placed you in authority in the body of Christ, you have an obligation to God to, to give the person warning. No, God didn't say you got to stop them from doing it. They have a free will. They do whatever they want to do. But your obligation is to tell them what they're doing is wrong. You have an obligation to help them change their mind if at all possible. But if they still want to do they got their heart set on doing what they want to do. Let them go ahead and do it. You did what you're supposed to do. 
but you do have an obligation. You're a watchman. We are a watchman. We do have a responsibility, a responsibility to God and a responsibility to you. You'd be surprised how often sometimes when we're praying and people come up in our spirit because God has set us as a watchman over you. If you belong to this church, then you're part of the people we're supposed to be watching over. And if you come up in our spirit, we're going to pray for you. We don't know what's going on in your life, but the spirit of God knows what's going on in your life. And sometimes because he knows what's going on, he encourages us to pray so that it'll all just smooth right on out. Because remember what the scripture says, sometimes we don't know how to pray as we ought. So God has to be able to use people. Like what we do here on Tuesday morning is God uses us to pray for people, for things, for situations. Sometimes, last week I told him, let's, well, no, that was Thursday. I said, just get, we get the watch campaigns. No, that was Tuesday, right? We got out the watches. We got out the watch campaigns. And we just prayed over all the watches of the church. Now, I know most of these people you guys and the people that are not here, y'all haven't been praying over your watch campaigns? I know nobody want to say, yeah, that was Okay, yeah, I can tell by the smiling on your face. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, why would you expect God to dump all kinds of prosperity in your lap when you can't even handle the couple of hundred dollars you got now? So why would he waste a million dollars on you and you can't handle 200? Think about it. God ain't no fool now. Remember, he's the ancient of days. He's been around a mighty long time. And we just newborn babes in the flesh. We don't know nothing compared to God. Let's move on. Well, while we're over here, let's go to 2 Chronicles. This is an equally good scripture. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, of course. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Hallelujah. Oh, this is not an amen message, huh? Y'all quiet today. Mm. But that's all right. I'm going to preach me happy. <laughs> oh, okay. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, humble themselves, Humble themselves. You are his people. You are called by his name. God says, you humble you. You do the humbling. You do it. You don't want him to do it. You really don't want that. Shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave and require of a necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways 
Then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. God wants to do works and wonders within us and for us in our very situations, in the places that we live. There are, you know, saints have so many issues going on. You think Jesus wasn't alive to them. Some saints got all kinds of issues, job issues, family issues. I'm saying issues because that's just a nice way of putting they got trouble. And why? And it's not always because they're saints now and, and the family doesn't accept it. It's because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. When you start getting your ducks in a row, as it were, following the word of God, doing what God has told you to do, you do what God has told you to do, the rest will follow. But when you try to please this one and please that one, and please the other one, because if they don't, if you don't please this one, they're going to be all stink with you. And when the day when you decide, well, later for you, you and you, I'm pleasing God. If God be for me, who do I care is against me? I don't care because God is on my side. Remember, the earth is his and the fullness thereof. The cattle on a thousand hills is his. What does that person got that you want that God can't give you? You need to think about that. God has everything you want. Alvin Slaughter made this song, He's All I Need. I, I love that song because for me, he is all I need. And I mean, I come under attack a lot of times because he is all I need. Because a lot of people don't understand me. You ain't got to understand me. Don't try. It's all right. I forgive you. I really do. It, don't try to understand me. Too complicated. But I'm going to follow God. Because you know why I'm going to follow God? Because God gave me everything I'm wearing. Everything. Nothing to wear too. Just in case you didn't know. I mean, and... I remember when I didn't wear clothes that looked this good. All right, don't y'all admit right there. <laughs> what too many amens now? <laughs> but you know, you remember when, when you didn't, when you weren't doing as good as you do now. You remember back when you used to be uh, in a place where you wasn't so clean cut and things didn't fit so well and, and you wasn't sharp as a tack. <laughs> Get the video. <laughs> but you remember back then because now God has brought you a ways. You remember when, when, when you used to cry yourself asleep because people hurt you. But now you say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're shaping me. Hallelujah. You won't put on me more than I can bear. You're shaping me, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, it didn't even hurt this time. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. When you start thinking about the goodness of God and what he's doing to you, how he's changing you, you're not as touchy-feely as you used to be. Oh, Jesus. There was a time when everything, you know, you used to.
sister, cry at the drop of a hat because everybody hurt your feelings. When everybody said, anybody said anything wrong to you, you have to, oh God, why me? Oh God, when is it going to be over? He said, keep on living. That's all he ever tell you. Keep on living. It, it gets easier, but it gets harder all at the same time. It really does. Because for every level, there's a new phase of the devil that you never saw before. But, but, but it, the old ones, the more little demons that used to jump on your back, they don't bother you no more because you at a level where you can stomp on their head. And you do. You see? So there is growth. But you got to keep growing. Don't stop. Don't get in disobedience. Do what God has told you to do within the confines of your church life and in your everyday life. God has something special for you, but you're the only one that can find out what that special something is. Because there is something that God has every one of has planned for every one of us to do. Remember, you are God's child now. You're a joint heir with Jesus. There is a special anointing on your life to do something. And all you have to do is find out what the something is. And that can be your life's work. Just find out what God wants you to do. Let's go to Hosea. That's a nice little verse of scripture over there. <laughs> Hosea chapter four. He's um after Daniel and right before Joel. Hosea four, verse six. <clears throat> I'm going to read it in the, um, in the King James because I want you to, to really get this. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Mm-hmm. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because the priestly nature, because you, the priestly nation, have rejected knowledge. I will also reject you, that you shall be no priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Do you want God to forget your children? Especially those of you who have small children. You, 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 that's true, big ones too. You don't want God to forget your children. And even if you don't have children, I don't have any natural children, but I have spiritual children. And I do not want God to forget my spiritual children because they are important to me. I know them by the spirit. I love them in the spirit. I'll do whatever I can for them, not just in the spirit, but in the natural. And how much more would you do for your natural children? Mother here has, Lord Jesus. Nine children, never a dull moment around her, never a quiet one either, <laughs> but nine children, that's a lot of people. Now, if you have nine children, that's a lot of praying you got to do. 
Because what? Five of them are boys, right? And you know you got to pay hard, pray harder for boys than you got. Well, girls get in trouble, so you got to pray hard for them girls. And you got to pray hard for them boys. So you got to pray all the time. Keep her busy. And she does. She prays all the time for her children. They all grown, but that doesn't mean she stopped praying. She got grandchildren now, so she got to pray for them too. When you're a parent, you pray for your children, don't you? Everybody that's a parent in here, you care about your children, so you're constantly lifting your children up to God. Even when they do wrong, you say, oh, God, just don't send no lightning bolts on my son today, not on my baby. Lord, if something happened to him, I'd die. God said, well, brace yourself. <laughs> because sometimes I, the children, they do stuff, and, and, and God can't have that, you know? God is still God. Your baby is your baby. You are God's baby too. But that doesn't mean that just because you or your baby do wrong, God's supposed to let it go. Remember, God is the ultimate parent. Some of us, we have to learn how to be a parent by looking at what God teaches us to do. <laughs> Look at how many times Israel rejected God. Isn't that just like some of the children, they reject their parents, don't want to do nothing the parents say, and want to lock their door? Listen, I tell you, like my mother said, as long as you live in this house, there is no door that is locked. When you lock your door, that's when you get your apartment. That's when you lock a door around here. See, you got to, you know, there you go. See, mother, no. You don't play that. Lock door, uh-uh. Not where I pay the bills. When you want to lock the door, that's when you pay the bills. See, everybody agree with that. All these mothers, oh, they say that's right. <laughs> they in agreement. Well, see, but what we do in the, in the spiritual sometimes, we want to lock God out of stuff. We want to tell God, well, you know, I like you, God. I really do like you, God. But I just want this stuff over here. That's me. That's for me. And this stuff all the way over here, that's the stuff we can do together. God said, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Without me in your life, you wouldn't have nothing over there. So why are you trying to separate what God can be in and what God can't be in? But we do that, don't we? We want God just to give us, give us all the blessings. And, and we don't want none of the curses. But we don't want to do the stuff that requires that we don't be cursed. We just want to get all the blessings without working for them. Oh, come on. Y'all know what y'all doing. You know what we do. We, we act like we, we, we mightier than God is. We know more than what God knows. We act like we got it all together. And what have we got together? Zero. We are people, we are people, we are God's children. The operative phrase there is children. Your children are your children and don't you give them advice even though they 40 years old, mother? You don't care how old your children get, you still tell them what to do. And I'm a, I can testify, my mother still try to tell me what to do. Still trying, but she's my mother. She loves me. She wants what's best for me. 
And I haven't met a mother that really doesn't want what's best for their child. Well, I mean, I have met some, but, you know, we leave them alone because we ain't going that way. But most mothers really want what's best for their children. Even if they per what they perceive is best is not best, they still want what they think is the best thing for their child. That's just part of being a parent. You do want better for your child than you want for yourself. God wants better for you than you're willing to give yourself. Y yeah, we look at the houses and the and the jewelry. We 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 look at you know bling bling and diamonds and yeah, that's nice. But where you going after it's all over? Hello, somebody. And on the way there, what you doing then? See, it's not about just your final curtain call. It's all about how you live your life. We tend to think that because, you know, it's not published abroad, God doesn't know what we're thinking. God knows everything about you. Every little iota of anything. God knows so much about you, he can write volumes. But he's not a tattletale, aren't you glad? He doesn't let your business out in the street like we do. Um, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Four, six, and seven. The more they increased and multiplied in prosperity and power, the more they sinned against me. I will change their glory into shame. Ooh, my, my, my. Hosea 4, 6, and 7. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because the priestly nation have rejected knowledge. I will also reject you that you shall be no priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. The more they increase and multiply in prosperity and power, the more they sinned against me, I will change their glory into shame. And if you look at America, <clears throat> bring it down. The more you look at America, America has increased in power and and of uh, riches. America is one of the richest countries in the world, probably about the richest country in the world. And what have we done? We got more sin than most people, you know, most other other countries put together. We got there's so much sin here because we have so many freedoms. People abuse the freedom and take it as a license to commit sin. Even in a church, church is not without spot or wrinkle, but that's the church that Jesus is coming back for. One without spot or wrinkle. The, the church we have now has plenty spots in it, plenty wrinkles. Because there's gay preachers. There's, there's oh yeah. The, the nuns are getting pregnant. Why are you be a nun and going to get pregnant? It's simple. Y'all know how, to, how it's done, right? <laughs> but you know how it's done. I got your attention, didn't I? You see? The church is with spot or wrinkle. That's the point. Right now it is. 
But Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. So I would suggest to you, those of you that got some spots and some wrinkles, get rid of them. Get rid of your spots and your wrinkles. Because the church Jesus is coming back for doesn't have any spots or wrinkles. Straighten up your walk. If you know you can if you can see stuff that's wrong in your walk, you know Jesus can see it. Straighten up your walk. Don't try to straighten up somebody else's. Straighten up yours. Find out what's wrong with you and fix it. We all got work to do. All of us. All of us. There's none that is excused. There are too many saints that hate the other side of the church. They, they, there's saints that don't want to sing with the choir because so-and-so's in the choir. What kind of stupidness is that? You're supposed to be singing for the Lord. If you're singing for the Lord, then it don't matter who. Satan could be in the choir and you still sing for Jesus. You got to get with the program. The program is Jesus is Lord. That's the program. And him crucified. That's what you ought to be talking about amongst yourself instead of talking about who wore what to what party or whose husband was on her arm or who went out with who. You better leave that junk alone. It's gossip and it's junk. That stuff will send you to hell. And I don't think you want to be there because there's no party in hell. People think that there's a big party going on. The devil is out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He has not changed his modus operandi. He'll charm you with all kinds of things. But when you get down into his playground, he going to stomp on your head. He is cruel. You ever look at a drug addict, one that's way down? You look at him. When he started out, he didn't look like that. He had clothes, he had money, he had jewelry, he had cars, homes, everything. And then all of a sudden, he got caught in, into the web. And when you get caught up in the web, then everything starts going. The money starts going. Because the paycheck starts going. The clothes start going because you start selling them. You sell, you'd sell a suit that you pay $500 for. You'd sell it for a joint. Or an ounce or something to get high with the next time. And you know it. All of us got friends that do drugs. We all know people, either they do it now or they did it not too long ago. We all know people. And you need to get with the program, rescue some of these people that you call friends. You love them, you care about them, rescue them. Tell them what's waiting for them. Death and destruction is waiting for them. And if you don't tell them, who will? Hallelujah. Let's go to First Peter. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's go to First Peter. First Peter, chapter five. 
Oh, okay. Did I do Jose? Oh, okay. Okay. Just checking. First Peter, chapter five. Are you getting anything out of this? Or am I wasting my time? Better not be. God is so good. He is so good. See, you have to wake up to the fact of how good God is. Because even when you're in the middle of the mess that you may be living in, God is still good. Because no matter what happens to you, when you're born again, when you're saved, when, no matter what happens to you, how bad it gets, God is still good. He still has the ability and he usually rescues you out of some of the worst destruction because he loves you. He loves you so much. He bends all kinds of rules and, and, and laws just to help you. He works the word, but when he rescues you, he expects you to work it now. It's your turn. God wants what's best for you. But sometimes all we see is, oh, well, this is crowding me. I can't do all this church business. I ain't got it. I want to go out on Saturday night, come in at 6 and get up at 4. Go ahead. Go on to hell. You think they going to party down there? Got a flash for you. It's fire. And it ain't no fun fire, eternal fire, damnation, gnashing of teeth. Don't sound like no party to me. I don't want to go to find out. I want to go where I'm welcome. I'm going to heavenly places. I want to see my mansion, child. Because whether I get one down here, it would be nice to have one down here, and I'm believing God for it. But if I get one up there, hallelujah, that's the one that counts. Because whatever you get down here is temporal. It's temporary. But what you get up there is eternal. It's forever. And you need to concentrate on things that are eternal. First Peter 5, 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Our soul. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Hallelujah. Most people don't want to be humbled, they don't want to be humbled. They think that they've got it made. We get like that when we get all puffed up about who we are. Whatever you've accomplished in your life, whatever it is, big or small, it doesn't really matter. Understand something. God is still waiting for you. He's looking for you for that day when you truly turn everything over to him. Because, see, some of us, we get into this place where we submit on Sunday because we come to church. Yeah, I'm a good Christian. I go to church. We had a good time in church. And then on Monday, you're cursing everybody out. 
on Sunday when you leave church, you tell the kids, if y'all don't blink, 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 the that, 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 up. You got it. You know it. I'm going ding, 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 ding. You know? Parents do that. What a way to raise up a child. You threaten them with profanity. And you say, well, my mother did it to me, so your mother was wrong, so you're going to commit the same wrong that your mother did, and you're going to bring up your children like that? Say, well, it worked for me. Well, it may not work for that one, because you might send that. You may be the reason why that child turns out to be a criminal. Because that's how a lot of kids get turned into joining gangs, because they've been mistreated at home. What do you think the gang does? The gang gives them a sense of family. It's cruel, but it's a sense of family. Initiation is cruel, but it's still a sense of family. God wants us to be his family. He wants us to recognize how very much he loves us, how very much he cherishes us, all the things that we can accomplish by loving him and by doing the things that God says for us to do. God is a good God. I mean, I come here to tell you today, in case you just missed it, God is a good God. He is so good because I know he's been good to me. See, some people don't realize how very good God is until something happens. And when something happens, something that hurts, something that's not pleasant to experience, when the bad stuff in life starts hitting the fan, as it were, and it splatters all over you, and when that splatter doesn't feel so good, doesn't look so good, and you have to wonder to yourself, what's going on? Understand something. God is still God. And I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what it looks like. God is still God, and God will take care of you if you are his. I mean, and he will take care of you through the good times, through the bad times, through the times when don't nobody else love you. He will be there for you. And see, what, what happens with us is we want people to care about us and to love us, so we start committing sin to please other people. Don't do it. If God be for me, what do I care who's against me? Oh, that's not the scripture. If God be for me, who could be against me? But see, I like to say, I don't care who's against me then. If God is for me, that's the only one I got to worry about pleasing. See, because when you worry about pleasing everybody around you, you're going to miss somebody. It reads, the reward of humility and the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. We've got to get into the place where we can worship the Lord with whatever we're doing. Not just when you're singing, but when you're cooking a meal. When you're getting dressed for work. When you come home and you're tired, you can still worship the Lord. We get into this thing where 
We can only worship God when you're around 45 people and everybody got their hands raised. You would need to learn how to worship God when it's you and yourself. You and the Holy Ghost all by yourself. Because when you stand before the judgment seat, ain't none of your friends going to be there. It's going to be you and him. That's it. And you need to know where your help is going to come from. Some people still don't know. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4. That'll be my last scripture. Proverbs chapter 4. I like this scripture because uh, this is one Creflo Dollar uses all the time. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. The beginning of wisdom is the get wisdom, skillful and godly wisdom. For skillful and godly wisdom is the principal thing. And with all you have gotten, get understanding, discernment, comprehension, and interpretation. In other words, in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Learn how to be wise about the things of God. Don't let the things of God slip through your fingers. You don't know when it's going to be time for you to see Jesus. You don't know when your appointment is. You know, some people say, well, I'm only 25. I got a long time. You don't know that. People get hit out on, by cars every day. You say, but I'm saved. Saved people get hit too. You think there were no saved people in the World Trade Centers when they collapsed? They were just as saved and just as dead. You don't know when the time is coming for your swift departure. You don't know when that is. And people need to stop trying to put off for tomorrow what you need to do today. You need to take care of your heavenly business in a hurry. Because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. When you leave this place, you don't even know what this afternoon will bring. You say to yourself, well, I'm going su to such and such a place. I'm going home. I'm going to get my dinner. You don't know if you're going to make it home. I'm not trying to preach, you know, hell and destruction, but you don't know that. You don't know what's going to happen. You could walk out the door and a car just go up on the sidewalk and hit you. We'd all be terribly hurt, but you'd be dead, which would be worse. It'd be worse if you're not right with Jesus. That's the worst thing. So right now I'm going to offer everybody an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Lord. Because he's the only way. He is the truth and he is the light. No man cometh to the Father except by him. It's only Jesus. Only Jesus. Hallelujah. I ask that everybody, those saints praying in the spirit, and, and those that don't know how to pray in the spirit, just repeat after me. Father God. Oh, I think everybody needs to pray now. 
Father God, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, come into my heart today. I thank you for this opportunity to receive the blessedness called salvation. I thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit to help me to make the right decision this day. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.